1: Welcome in the latest episode of five on the floor on the five reasons sports network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Google. Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. We're also on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. on their Nothing But Net channel. Also, check us out on the YouTube channel. Five Reasons YouTube just went over 12,000 subscribers today. Royal Shepherd is hosting everybody over there on the post up on 5R. We also do Before Floor, Before Every Game, and several other shows during the week. Also, check out Five Reasons Make sure you spell that one out F I V E, Reasons Brady Hawk has already put up his latest. Takeaways. And of course, we have no paywall. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We talk about this one all the time, but it's a lot of fun. And you can also make some money. It's called prizepicks.com. Use the code FIVE, F I V E, and you will get your initial deposit matched. And you can play just about any sport. So whether you want to play NBA, MLS, MLB, you can even play NFL futures right now and predict how many yards Tua Tagovailoa is going to have this season. That's the first time I've ever done that correctly. You can pair players from different teams together. You can play two, four, two, three, four, or 5. You can play power play. You can play flex play. There's a bunch of different ways, and they explain it all there on the site. Or if you got a question, make sure that you just DM me. So check out prizepicks.com. Use the code 5. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Silvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. We are sitting in a media workroom in the bowels of the arena. I'm with Alex Toledo. Greg Sylvander is at home. The three of us will carry you through the floor plan. We're going to talk about one of the heat's best victories of the season. We're going to start with this really significant moment today, which was Udonis Haslam playing as we speak. He's actually speaking on the zoom calls. So we'll get you all of that later. Udonis Haslam plays briefly three minutes, two baskets, two technicals, one ejection, and a lot of talking shit. Greg, this was the thing that I took at of tonight, and I think Udonis embodied it. The Miami Heat are not afraid of the Philadelphia 76ers. In fact, it seems like the Miami Heat want to play the Philadelphia 76ers, even though they're the top seed in the conference.
0: Yeah. You know, everybody has always kind of pointed to Milwaukee as the team that Miami would want to target, and Milwaukee wants to, you know, fi- find a way not to match up with Miami. Um, I actually think that they and this is really, I think, driven like a lot by Jimmy, quite frankly, like they're not afraid of Philly. And I think that this game showed it uh, just, you know, when you calculate the per 36 numbers, this is so hilarious. And shout out to the Miami social media team for this one. Udana Donna per 36 numbers this year, 48 points per game, 12 rebounds, hundred percent field goal shooting. And he pumped Dwight Howard, which is always something beautiful that we love to see. So, um, you know, just all around, it it was a great performance. The team is rounding into form. I think that the defense is improving. You're seeing them out rebound. I think they out rebounded Philly by 17, which is Mm. just huge. And they're doing it as a team. It's not one guy that's grabbing 17 boards. So, Um, it's a lot of positives to take from this. But the most positive thing is that UD sent a
1: message that uh, the Miami Heat have arrived on the scene, folks. You know what's crazy about this is that Eric Spolster waited 70 games to get him in and actually picked the perfect game to tee up for the playoffs. Essentially, Udonis hasn't, like you said, sent a message that they're not afraid of anybody. And you talk about this matchup. Remember, the two games that they played against Philly earlier this season, they did not have a full roster nothing close to it, right? Tyler Hero was playing hurt. In retrospect, he probably shouldn't have played in those two games. The Heat probably should have let the league just suspend those two games. The season might have looked a lot different. Tyler played. They ended up nearly winning one of them in a great performance that went to overtime. The second one, they got beat. They hadn't played Philly at full strength this year. They play him at full strength. And here's the thing. Not only does UD set a tone, and, and here's the other thing about it. Spolster didn't wait for garbage time minutes. He played him in, in the meat of the game. Like, We're not afraid of you. We're going to play our guy who hasn't played basically in a year plus. We don't care. But the other thing about it, too, I think a couple of other things have happened. Victor Oladipo's situation clearing up I think helps this team. I think it provided some clarity for all of them for some of the guards you saw the way that Dragic played, the way that Nunn played, um you know before he got hurt, I hear that's not serious by the way, he left with a calf injury, it is not serious, he should be fine. Um but also again, Dragic now this is 5 out of 6 games that he's been in double figures. He had life in his legs again tonight and Hero was, well, and Hero was really good tonight. And so I I think that sort of taking the Oladipo like cloud away is helpful, but getting back to your point, and we'll bring Alex in. He's on some of the calls here. They're not afraid of this team. And it does start with Jimmy. It starts with the fact that Bam is not afraid of Embiid in any way. Bam takes it to Embiid in a way. He does not take it to Plumlee's, which is remarkable. And Tyler Hero has consistently played well against Philadelphia. Yeah, listen, like this Heat team is not scared
0: of Philly. I think that the preferred path now is um, because I think Philly is going to get one of these final games, so it looks like they're going to get that one seed. So for Miami, it's getting the 4-5 matchup. Hopefully in the four, if if Atlanta can squander one here, they've been known to do such things. Um, but if not four or five, and then you you gear up for Philly, and I think you know Jimmy has some uh, revenge factor there. There is some um, not bad blood with Joel Embiid by any by any stretch, but he is not a fan of Ben Simmons. He is not a fan of I think just the organization in general and kind of how they handled his departure for the most. So so I think that that is a huge factor for them wanting that path. And, you know, when Jimmy is honed in on a path and, and that's like kind of uh, what he's um, really focused on. I mean, are we going to bet against him? I don't think he's given us a reason to yet.
1: Yeah, Greg. uh, I don't think Jimmy Butler is somebody that Philly wants to see in the playoffs and a little bit more backstory on that. Um, A, obviously there's not a great relationship with Ben Simmons. We know that. But also, there was not a great relationship at the end with the owner, Josh Harris. Um, Elton Brand, there was a little bit more cordiality. Elton wanted to keep Jimmy. Brett Brown is not there anymore. We know that Jimmy had issues with them. Jimmy doesn't have an issue with Doc Rivers, but he definitely seems to have an issue with Ben. And here's the other part of it. I thought Jimmy attacked Ben in part tonight to make a point about his own teammate. We've heard a lot about how Ben not Bam out of bio is the guy who can challenge Gobert to win defensive player of the year. I don't think there's any question that Jimmy went and he had 14 points in the first 10 minutes. The fact that Jimmy was able to sit the fourth quarter of this game, playing 29 minutes, still putting up, what was it? 21, five and four is, is quite as well, but it's also a statement, right? You're going up against the number one seed, all the issues that this team has had this year. And we know to get to this point where they're now 39 and 31, But to be able to sit the fourth quarter like he did in this game, and again, to go at Ben the way he went at Ben, and here's the other part of it, the two three-pointers, okay? The thing about Jimmy is he's always told, pretend there's somebody in front of you so that you get some arc on the shot. He had arc on both shots tonight, one of which was contested and one of which was not contested. He finished four of four from three, Ethan. Four of four from three. But this is this is a run now for him. Like and you almost don't want it to come now. Like yeah, he yeah. Almost wait it to wait, just like a us. couple more
0: weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. But but they have like it's like we've talked about Hero is not afraid of them. Hero's biggest shot of a regular season game was against Philadelphia last year, one on three on the break, right? In this building. And he looks different right now, okay, than he's looked the entire season. Bam is not afraid of Embiid. This team is not afraid of Philly. Remember, they won three out of four against them last year. And Jimmy is certainly not afraid of Philly. I think it's actually the opposite. We've talked a lot about how the Heat had to get to a position where they were the team that nobody wanted to play. I think right now they look like the team that nobody wants to play, and they have a team at the top that they want to play. All right, we're going to bring Alex in here. I love it. I love exactly what you guys are talking about here. We've been saying it all season. This Sixers team is not one to be afraid of. You know, I'm going to be on my tongue-in-cheek stuff here and just say, you know, uh, COVID season fluke, fake one seed and all of that. It was a glorious game. The, mo- the Udonis Haslam moment just has me all the way hyped up. I'm trying to keep my voice down here, but like in reality, on the inside, I'm, I- I'm peaking. All right. And as we've been doing this podcast, uh, the calls have been going on. First Udonis Haslam, then Eric Spolstra. Alex tweeted this one out from right beside me. I think it's a good way to close the loop on this section of the pod. Eric Spolster on Udonis Haslam. The only thing I was waiting for was him to take his mouthpiece out and throw it at Joey Crawford. Of course, if you remember that moment, Joey Crawford is retired. That couldn't happen, but Udonis Haslam keeps going. That's my favorite moment of the season so far. Excessive passion, competitiveness, and anger. Just love it, and that's why we roll with UD. Haslam, by the way, on his call said that he planned on playing more minutes. The idea was not to play three minutes because he wanted to talk more shit after more rebounds. All right, we'll be right back in a second to talk about kind of where the season goes from here. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That's our friends over at Seltzer Mayburg. Now, if you've had a car accident, a slip and fall, you've got to reach out to them, 855 855- 5,000 law that's 855 5,000 law or go to one that's o n e call legal.com if you mention five reasons you get a free consultation they've got 24 7 availability they'll make sure you work directly with the attorney to help you get the compensation that you deserve they got an office right there near the golden glades if you're crawling down here, as I was tonight, today to the game, taking an hour and a half from Fort Lauderdale, you will see the building on the right-hand side as you're headed south. So they're right here in South Florida, but they handle cases from all over the state. Again, personal injury is one of their specialties, but they also do immigration, divorce, defense, whatever it is you need, the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg can handle it. They also do real estate law as well, and they can also help you with your title. So 855-5000-LAW or one call legal com all right back here with greg sylvander and with alex toledo uh alex was just trying to get her exposure to name bam out of bio the defensive player of the year alex how did that go uh look spo is just excellent at what he does that's what i'll say like if if anybody uh you know spo might be defensive player of the year the way he denied me on that question yeah he just got rejected on that one but that's okay i mean eric is not gonna pipe up pump up his own actually players. not look- to alex yeah, right. Of course not. No, definitely not to Alex, maybe to Brady. I think to Brady, he might actually, I think we should run that competition, uh, but let's look ahead. Now, two games left in the season. There was somebody close to the team. It was joking me today that the players wanted to finish this off so that none of them had to make the road trip. Uh, none of them really want to go to Milwaukee at Detroit to finish this thing out. But Greg, just looking at where they are right now, the Bucks game, do you think that the Bucs will play everybody in this game upcoming on Saturday. And by the way, these are both eight o'clock games. Now the NBA, as they've done many times this season, totally reverse course. It was all supposed to be games between 12 and three thirty. Now the Heat are playing at night, both times. So the heat will know on Sunday, kind of where the seating looks like, depending on what they do against Detroit. Do you think the Bucks play everybody on Saturday? Um,
0: they, I think they're going to play some guys, but it's Giannis that I think that they may end up sitting. And that's what I'll be interested to see. I mean, there's still a game back from Brooklyn, but there has been this sentiment that has gone around um, particularly related to, um, and I think it was our friend, Frank Isola that said it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, he said that, you know, Milwaukee is strategically thinking about ways that they can avoid Miami. And um, I, you know, for Philly, they haven't came out and said it so explicitly, but also Milwaukee to kind of be edging towards finding ways to not play Miami. That feels good. Uh, so I would say that maybe we won't see Giannis, but there could be a few other guys in any game in Milwaukee against that team is going to be difficult. They're, di- they're disciplined and things like that. So, um, but uh, ultimately this team's locked in. So, I mean, I,
1: I still think that they can go up there and get that game Um and especially if Giannis is out. And it also helps, of course, that Jimmy played only the 29 minutes today. So if if they need him to go more on Saturday, he can. I I just think we're looking more and more now at a Hawks matchup in the first round. I I agree. I'm I'm, I'm resigned to that. Yeah, I I think that's where this is trending at this point. And of course, if the Heat had won that game against Atlanta, I mean, you know, Heat fans upset at Westbrook for what happened yesterday. But again, the Heat blew it by not winning that game against a shorthanded Atlanta team last month, but it is looking like a four or five. I know everybody wants to see the Knicks or most people want to see the Knicks, but it's looking like the Hawks. And we'll certainly get into that. Uh The Hawks play the Rockets on Sunday, as Alex just pointed out. So, I mean, I, you know, maybe Olenek Rockets. will save the heat. Well, yeah. Well, Kelly's the one guy. They might sit Kelly Sunday. Honestly. No, seriously. Kelly's too good. Alex is laughing at me. They might sit Kelly on Sunday. I mean, I mean, Houston is, is playing for ping pong balls right now. I mean, they're, they're in a fight. They're losing with three other teams. I mean, they they might sit. I, I think there's a, a pretty good likelihood that they won't play Olenek. I don't think Christian would. I mean, there were like 11 guys on the Houston injury report. Atlanta's winning that game. OK, and Atlanta will lock up home court. And really, that's all that was lost this season. Is that, you know, you would have been hosting Atlanta. And, and I will say this, Alex and I were both here tonight. Even with 6,000, 5,000 people here, the crowd matters. Like it it was, they were into it tonight. A part of it was UD. This was memorable. I was here for Dwayne's last. We've been here for so many guys last games. In some ways, this may not be UD's last. Um, I know he wants to come back next year, by the way. So this may not be his last, but if it was his last, it was pretty much damn perfect. I mean, it's exactly what you wanted to see from UD. And the playoffs will be
0: just as loud. So you're right. There is a home court advantage. And the good thing about Atlanta is, is there's always a good contingent of Heat fans that show up in ATL.
1: Oh, no, no, there there are. There are. In fact, I I forgot even where that arena is because I thought they were still playing a Phillips. And by the way, just looking forward, here, Because, you know, we talk about kind of teams that are getting primed for the playoffs and others that may be overdoing it. My brother's a Knicks fan. He just texted me. Julius Randle played 45 minutes after they clinched Ug. I'm curious to see how much the Knicks have left uh, in the playoffs uh, playing for Tibbs. All right, check out prizepicks.com. Use the code five. We didn't mention it on this one, but also manscape.com Use the code five RSN. You get 20% off your order plus free shipping. And of course, our friends over at Seltzer Mayberg at onecalllegal.com. Big win for the Heat tonight. Now 39 and 31 in the season. Looking like they're headed for the, the five seed. But the big thing tonight Udonis Haslam, a couple of buckets, a rebound and then a confrontation with Dwight Howard. And the other thing that happened was Eric Spoelstra shot down Alex Toledo, correct? Yep. Br- bring on the Sixers. Culture over process forever. We still got that shirt on the site, by the way. We just got to update it. Have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.